Hello everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of our David Lynch Marathon. You're listening to the Uncut Gems podcast, the Patreon exclusive episode. Well, you know, if you haven't subscribed yet to our Patreon, what are you waiting for? Just go on it, get into your weird cars and ride the lost highways and subscribe to our Patreon, Uncut Gems Pod, patreon.com forward slash Uncut Gems Pod, where for three dollars a month, you can get access to the entirety of our David Lynch Marathon, as well as regular bonus episodes for movie tie-ins for the show, retrospectives where we pair them up, depending on genre or theme with what's happening on the main show. So if you aren't subscribed, go on Patreon. But today we're here to talk about David Lynch once again. Beautiful, beautiful time of the month for me, <laughs> where I can gush about my favorite filmmaker. And as always, I'm not alone. I am joined by Jakub Flash and Randy Burroughs. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Excited to be here. I put a spell on you and I'm deranged. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm the truly deranged one here. It's like running on, <laughs> running on no coffee and... Uh, and a lot of excitement for the movie where I'm messing up everything that ah, I say. Well, well, I had a double espresso like 45 minutes ago and just kicked in. Oh, man. Oh, man. World There's an impending bowel movement as well. Because <laughs> the word espresso comes from somewhere. <laughs> Halfway through the recording, there's going to be a massive gap. Oh, it's just kind of like... We'll why right is Jakob not speaking? He went to have a poop. <laughs> like it was five minutes of silence from your end. Um, but yes, last time we met, we had the good Joel Boko from Lost in the Movies to talk about Fire Walk With Me, the Twin Peaks prequel movie. It was a great conversation, very exciting. And now we're back. We're back to talk about 1997's Lost Highway. We've met before, haven't we? I don't think so. Where was it you think we met? At your house, don't you remember? No, no, I don't. Are you sure? Of course. As a matter of fact, I'm there right now. What do you mean you're where right now? at your house there was a massive gap in david lynch's filmography if you're looking at it so far pretty much every two or three years is delivered a new movie very much his own product but there is this gap from 1992 to 1997 what did david lynch do between fire walk with me and lost highway well first of all he got married with mary sweeney the editor of a couple of his previous movies and now wife Big, big time collaborator, also producer of some of his following films. Uh, it was depressed by the reception of Firewalk with me, very much upset by the fact that everyone hated it on release and no one loved him, no one supported him. But still, he tried to go into television once again with a couple of TV shows. For instance, he collaborated on Hotel Room, this wannabe anthology series that kind of went nowhere. Um, he tried a bit more experimentations with photographs, with paintings, all of these very interesting, you know, photos of nude women or close-ups of, 
of people smoking. It's again, it's very Lynchian. It's very dreamlike. It's very surreal. It's very magical and mystical, and we love him for that. But he also had, since he started it with um, Fire Walk with Me, he had a, a free movie contract deal with CBYM 2000. I believe that's the name of the French production company that financed Fire Walk with Me. And so I was thinking, I want to make a new movie, but like, what what is it going to be about? And during the making of Hotel Room, this anthology, he collaborated once again with Barry Gifford, Barry Gifford, who had written the novel of Wild at Heart. And this time they managed to write the screenplay together, this TV show, and they were just kind of talking and blah, blah, blah. And he said, hey, you know what? I was reading one of your novels, and there's like this this phrase, just says Lost Highway. Hey, it gets me going. Gets me, gets me going. Like, hey, I already imagined something else. Great title for a movie. Great title. From then on, they delivered the pitch to the heads of the French production company. They liked the idea, and they ended up writing a script that would be made into Lost Highway. This very surreal, nightmarish, deranged trip into a broken psyche of a man. He's living with his wife in this very lonely apartment. They started getting videotapes of their house, of, from inside their house. What is going on here? There's this very creepy mystery man. And something very, very troubling happens. The man gets arrested, but suddenly... There's not the same man anymore in the cell. There's someone else instead of him. The man just vanished. And someone else took his place. Lost Highway is bizarre. Even by Lynch's standard for 1997, this kind of shows an interest in trying to go against what he had been doing up until then. He wants to change a little bit, evolve as a director. And also the fact that he collaborated with Barry Gifford, who he really admired with Wild at Heart, it makes for a very, very compelling film, a very fascinating piece of art, which stars Bill Pullman, Patricia Arquette, Baltazar Getty, Robert Blake, and a whole bunch of other people. Guys, what are your thoughts <laughs> on Lost Highway? Jakub, why don't you go first this time? Oh boy. I was just thinking when you were saying about uh, David Lynch and then Barry Gifford, I imagined how he would just do it in, in a docu- documentary setting and just like well, I met Barry Gifford, and I thought, thought this, you know, the Lost Highway, that's a great phrase, a great phrase for a title. We should make a movie. <laughs> I, I could imagine him just trying to pitch this. <laughs> just anyway. I, I have, see, this is the one film that I actually have history with. Ah. This, was my, this was my gateway drug to David Lynch. This was the first film I saw of his. I mean, apart from just walking in and out of rooms when my 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 mom and dad would be watching Twin Peaks, for instance, mm-hmm. right? But this was something that I actively went out and saw uh, when I was... I mean, that was a video experience because I think when I was... It, it didn't play in my local cinema. I will put it that way, right? <clears throat> it, wasn't, it wasn't widely released, I think, where I was living. So it was a video experience. And also, I have a little bit of a history attached to it because I then acquired it on DVD after seeing it on video because this was one of those things like... Like you watch it at 16, 17, you'll be like, this is great. Like this is a 16 year old boy's film. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. It's, it's you know. Um, Lots of boobies. That too, that helped. Um, but then I acquired it on DVD and then later on, I think I lent it to the, uh, he's not listening to this, the drummer of the band I was in. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I never got it back. 
and then he and he, and then he was gaslighting me. He's like, I never got a DVD from you. <laughs> I was just gonna have my DVD back. What DVD? It's a very lynching situation. <laughs> dick. Yes. What is the truth? So many bands lose drummers that way. <laughs> no, he, like he knew you. He he like you know drummers are like this sort of this sacred cows of of amateur music because everyone and their mother plays the guitar right <laughs> finding a drummer like even bass players you can actually just like you like you're no longer playing the guitar you'll figure out how to play the bass okay you're, you're gonna be fine <laughs> but with drummers it's kind of like no they'll be like you know they're like hot girls on tinder like i can have 20 other bands if i wanted to <laughs> you know and he was really good actually anyway this is bringing back memories <sighs> Oh, it does actually, because I really enjoyed rehearsing with these folks. That was great. Oh. We played a few gigs. That was good. Didn't earn any money, but you know, just <laughs> ah, oh goodness. Anyway, Lost Highway though. I really enjoyed it when I first saw it, and I, it was, as I said, it's like a sixteen-year-old boy's film because you have no idea what's happening. You kind of feel like because it's so cryptic and sim- and just awash with symbolism, you just think to yourself, "Wow, this means a lot," right? I don't know what it means, but it sure does mean a lot to someone, and I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But if I talk about it at parties, I'll feel like Jim Jarmusch smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee and, and, and saying how cool it is to drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. So, <laughs> you uh, love it. So, you know you love it. So it is one of those films that, you know, like once you get into cinema at, 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 at 16, 17, you just become a bit of a snob. And then, <laughs> have you seen Lost Highway? <laughs> so that was one of those. Other time, because you're like, oh, you know. <laughs> uh, fast forward for 20 years, and then I, I'm watching this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really digging this. I really enjoy this film until I don't. Like, I really there's there comes a moment where I, where where it's kind of like, okay. I think more or less two thirds through the film, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, this is. I think this is a this is a moment where David Lynch has kind of jumped the shark for me, narratively speaking, or. Maybe, maybe not even tonally, because tonally I think he's carrying forward a little bit. And then so, because to me, this film revisits a lot of the sort of, I mean, retreads a lot of the ground that he's already covered so beautifully in some something like Blue Velvet, maybe mm-hmm. even Wild at Heart. And then it's sort of twist. I feel like it's sort of this, this sort of Blue Velvet image, but warped by a sort of like a funhouse mirror in a way where it's it's almost deliberately ruined this image <laughs> just by the end because I'm just thinking to myself like you know like, even even the sort of the Mobius strip narrative I can take or I can take on on its face value and just start thinking to myself yeah it's it's great but I feel like it eventually the film kind of loses a little bit of its weight in 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 the sort of the symbolism and the sort of elevated nature that kind of just overtakes the film by the end I want to say the last twenty minutes is kind of where it's just like you have no idea what's happening right and then. What bothers me about this is, I mean, it doesn't bother bother me really, but it's just, it doesn't help where David Lynch goes like, it's for you to figure out. I'm not going to tell you what this means, you know, where it kind of lo- loses focus that way, I think. And then just to me, mm. this this works to, slightly to the detriment of the film. O- overall, I'm I'm very happy this film exists and I'm very happy this, this is a, still kind of like a da- gateway drug for, it should be a gate, gateway drug for a lot of young youngsters to get into the that kind of cinema it's a good but, type of drug but yeah but i feel like the yeah the film kind of just a little bit of a 
it loses momentum and never regains it. I have a feeling this is this is the way I want to put it because you, yeah, that's that's how I'm gonna leave it for now. So without overall, getting into yeah. spoilers yet, um, the moment where it loses you is when there's a cabin in the desert. <laughs> the cabin in the desert kind of is it yeah. before or after? Very simply for now. Uh, yeah, I think this where the cabin the cabin in the desert where. Um, Balthazar Getty becomes Bill Pullman again. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think this is okay. where it's kind of like. Okay, I mean, I think I'm just like I think I'm, I'm like this is where you're trying we'll, to we'll stay to on. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, well, like I'm trying to stay on top of these symbols, and I'm just, at this point, I'm just like you know, like you feel like, okay. And I don't want to get into the details, but I feel like the metaphor I would want to use is, this this whole film is the idea of like imagine a juggler juggling balls and there's like he starts with two there's a man and a woman if you'd like to listen to this show in its entirety head over to our patreon over at patreon.com uncutgemspod where for three bucks a month you will get access to many more bonus podcasts from us on uncut gems such as tie-ins to our main show themed retrospectives and comprehensive director marathons like this one patreon.com uncutgemspod is the place head over there and subscribe